0: Prospect season is finally upon us. And I say finally because, I mean, the 2023 draft just wrapped up like a month ago. But we're right into the 2024 draft, baby. This is the SIG podcast, Recruits Draftcast. Let's go. Turn up your Your volume Because you're about to listen to the SIG podcast. Recruits Draftcast. And with the first overall selection... In the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. The sickest NHL Draft and Scouting Podcast. It's gonna be sick. 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 I'm producer Shane. This is Grant McCagg. You already know him. Come on. This is why you're watching, right? Your prospect knowledge is unparalleled. Maybe the the people are watching because of your striking good looks, Grant. That's also a valid reason. But we will be talking prospects today. And the timing is perfect because the Alinka-Gretzky Cup just wrapped up. Lots to talk about. So let's jump right into it. Grant, give me your names. Who are some names people should remember heading into the 2024 draft that really showed out here at the Alinka-Gretzky
1: well, there was a there was a bunch. Uh, you know, there might be ten to fifteen uh, prospects at least that uh, end up being first rounders. I yep. mean, uh, typically, you know, there's guys that. I mean, last year at this time, uh, um, you know, there were uh, Richie and uh, mm-hmm. Allen and um, uh, Bre- Braden Yeager. All look. Yeah. You know, a lot of people had them top ten on their list. Uh, things change, you know. Yeah, they fell. So, they fell. Uh, I mean, you can, you know, this is with uh, asterisk, obviously, but certainly uh, there were there were a bunch of guys uh, that I wasn't really aware of. Mm-hmm. Like a player like wallenius for instance, defenseman in Sweden, I didn't really know much about. Uh, ended up being really impressed with him, with his skating ability, and, you know, he might be a top 15, top 20 prospect that mm-hmm. – I hadn't really heard of going in. Uh, Caden Lindstrom was a kid mm-hmm. that I thought really impressed. Uh, didn't put up big numbers, but uh you have to love his uh his overall package, his tools. Um mm-hmm. Dickinson was pretty solid on defense. I thought uh Berkeley Catton uh lived up to his uh billing. Uh, you know, wore the C and uh led the team to gold medals, so you had to be impressed with him for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor Connolly, I thought, you know, uh, was by far uh, the Americans' top player and uh, certainly uh, moved himself into the top 10 mix. So those are guys that just off the top of your head just kind of come to mind.
0: Yeah, that's it. Now, I mean, Berkeley Catton, like you mentioned, finished the, point, finished the tournament as the point leader with 11 points. But Trevor Connolly... Wow. Eight, eight points uh, in the tournament. By far the best player on uh, on the U.S. team. And, you know, before we get into further names, I, you know, why was there another prospect tournament going on at the same time? Right. The World Junior Summer Showcase was at the exact same time as the Linka Gretzky. So we're looking at two different things and, and the Summer Showcase wasn't even broadcasted. So right. that, that grinds my gears, honestly, because there's some really good high-end players of the 2024 draft that were in that tournament instead of being in the Alinka Gretzky. So we're looking at two different things at the same time. It doesn't add up. You know, we didn't have Cole Iserman in this tournament. We didn't have uh, Cole Hudson, two Coles. Uh, Aaron Kiviharu wasn't in, in Linka Gretzky either. So uh, that dynamic w- was weird to me. Do you have an answer to that? Like, why did they do that?
1: Yeah, well, uh, typically, I mean, before, when Canada was involved, they'd have them at a different time. But uh, the kids that were good enough to play in the summer showcase that were also eligible for Holenka weren't, even if it is spaced apart, they don't. It's either one or the other that Mm. they play in. Um, You know, uh, they want to have a look. I get it for the kids that, that... they want to have the best look at the guys that they think will probably be on the team yeah. uh, on their world junior team in the, in the winter. So I get it that guys like Eisenman, uh you know, uh, keep hire you play for their uh, under 20 teams in, in those tournaments. But yeah, I didn't, I don't understand why they have it at the same time. I don't understand why, you know, they call it a show showcase, and then uh you have to pay about 20 bucks a game to watch it online it's the only way i mean it instat which is uh the service i use doesn't even have the games up like i can't even look at the shifts from uh from the kids that played in that i mean you can you can see them play any other thing but the showcase the thing that's what we're all supposed to you know get get an idea these guys from the only people that that know that are, are ones that paid way too much for uh, web service or showed up at the games. So it was very disappointing that hopefully Canada gets back into this because mm-hmm. when Canada was playing in this showcase, uh, TSN showed all the games pretty much, you know. yeah, uh, And it was at a different time than the link. It was kind of back to back. And it was great because you got to look at, uh kids that are good enough to play in the world junior this coming year uh as well as uh, all the kids that are draft eligible for the next draft
0: that's it no i, I <laughs> that really perplexed me uh for yeah. lack of a better word i was i was really confused as to this situation but regardless we had a great tournament to watch lots happened at the Linka gretzky um and and before we get into the rest of the 2024 class quickly we need to touch on the 2025 because there is some elite talent already dominating this tournament michael misa likely the first overall pick but adam benak needs to be highlighted here he finished the tournament with six assists he was among the top uh, point, point getters in the tournament at 16 years old undersized i mean the the projection for this kid is gonna be insane in a few years right
1: Oh, he's really uh, dynamic, uh, smart, smart player. Uh, the guy that I ended up uh, probably uh, the most impressed with was Malcolm Spence. I just thought golden he goal. was goal. Yep, golden goal. Well, just the whole tournament, he was. Yep. Uh, uh, nobody forechecked as hard as him. Uh, excellent on the cycle. Uh, great motor, good size, smart. Uh, he's got all the tools. He. I thought he outplayed Misa in the tournament, to be honest with you. Uh, not saying that he's going to, you know, go ahead of him in the draft, but, mm-hmm. and McQueen as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Big kid that, uh, you know, could be a top two center with size and, and skill. Um, all of those guys definitely impressed. And, um, it, you know, it's it's always a couple of years uh, ahead of time. You always get excited about the draft. that's two <laughs> years away. And That's it. It's even like this one. It's funny, you know. Um, Montreal Canadiens fans kind of were were critical of Montreal taking a defenseman at fifth overall because there's supposed to be so many great ones in in this draft. And I, yeah. if there was a takeaway that I had from the uh, from the tournament was that some of the defensemen that were so hyped going in maybe aren't quite as good as uh, as build so you know like a kid like Parekh he's got a lot of work to do uh, uh, defensively you know Mm -hmm. he's going to have to learn uh, that he can't be a rover at the NHL level that's for sure maybe he can get away with it in junior to a certain extent but uh, you know he'll have to be reined in a lot uh, before they'll even let him play in an NHL game because you know NHL coaches are pretty picky about that but uh, certainly he has great feet and great yeah. power play skills, and I mean, he'll go, he'll go in the top twenty, regardless. I, I would think, because mm-hmm. of that, uh, those offensive skills. But, uh, you know, uh, lists that maybe had him as a te- top ten lo- lock, I think at this point there's got to be some, at least some concern with, with his defensive play. So, um, and check was okay, but, uh, you know, he didn't look any more dynamic than Reinbacher for instance you know I wouldn't say oh well they should have waited a year and taken Eurocheck because as far as I'm concerned you know Reinbacher is every bit as good as uh any of the defensemen that we saw at that tournament
0: yeah no I I agree with that um none really kind of stood out in a in a big way to me but you know what that's the beauty of scouting season things change throughout the season your rankings are going to change your opinions are going to change. When we get to June 2024, I believe it's in Vegas this year. Our opinions will have changed dramatically. So, yes, stay tuned because we'll be breaking down everything prospect related throughout the season. Okay, so subscribe, ring the bell, you know, get the notifications. We're on top of it. This is your one-stop shop for everything prospect. Okay, now, Grant, was there a player in the link of Gretzky that? Kind of flew under the radar. Not many people were talking about, but you were like, oh, this kid might be something, right? You mentioned Wallenius. Was there any, any other one uh, player that stood out?
1: Uh, yeah, there were a bunch that were, uh, you know, that, like I said, I didn't really uh, know that much about going in. But uh, um, I'd have to say, uh, Gabriel, I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce his last name, Eliason or Eliason. Yeah the 65 swedish defenseman he's a beast he uh Massive. he clears the front of the net like uh nobody's business i haven't seen a swedish defenseman with his jam since uh probably Ulf samuelson you know mm. uh going back <laughs> but uh and he's i mean he's september 9th i think is his birthday barely so, made it yeah 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 well i mean he's you know he's not even 17 yet, and he was the strongest. He was the the toughest kid out there as far as uh, clearing uh, the front of the net and uh, along the boards. And he's he's got a nasty streak, but he could also skate. Um, he was paired with Wallenius for most of the tournament, and I thought they were Sweden's best best pair. Uh, you know, there's probably not a lot of offensive upside there, but anyone looking for a big mean. Uh, mobile uh shutdown defenseman is going to be after you know by 20 in the draft uh, there's always teams looking for that for that shutdown guy that can play top 4 minutes and um mm-hmm. this guy never played in a uh U17 event or any never played for Sweden before wow and uh so he's you like to see guys that are on the on the high improvement curve and and for me Uh, he's one guy for sure that uh, I was not aware of going in that could just keep climbing as the uh, draft year
0: goes on. Jeez. I mean, six, five at 16 years old, still room to grow. Uh, That's, that's exciting. You know, (laughs) as much as we, we, we like to preach, don't put too much stock into the, you know, the size of a player, right? We look at Caulfield, we look at Hudson. These are smaller players that, you know, pan out, will pan out. But, I mean, six 6'5", 16-year-old defenseman is something to salivate about. Um, you know, a guy that stood out to me that I, I noticed, because you sent me your top 40, um, well, guys that are in your top 40 that were at the Linka Gretzky, but one guy that was missing and that really stood out to me was Tomas Suoniemi. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, guys. I'm sorry, but um, the Finland player finished third in scoring with eight points. I thought it was fantastic. Where do you project him? Because he's not in your top 40. So where would he go, do you think?
1: Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it gets back to size, you know. Uh, it, like, is he better than, um, let's say, um kid that got drafted uh, out of Kelowna last year? Um, Christy, Crystal, sorry. Yeah, Andrew um, Crystal. You know, uh, it, unfortunately, and we see it in the playoff time, you need... Uh, there aren't many smaller guys that uh that play top six roles mm-hmm. in the n h l uh i i like the kid obviously you know you like kids that that, that produce at the at thelenka Gretzky but we've seen a lot of guys that finished top five in scoring that were undersized that never got a sniff in the n h l um certainly none of my uh scouting uh friends when i asked them you know which guys impressed you on Finland none of them mentioned this kid and it, it, it gets back to size, you know, yeah. um, you can impress in a, in a tournament where there's are 16, 17 year olds. Uh, but are you going to be able to, uh, to duplicate that at the NHL level? We'll see. I mean, well, he definitely, uh, you know, he's a guy that's in my second round mix now who I, yeah. who, who wasn't there before. And if he keeps producing all year shows that he, uh, can go to the inside play a a gritty style at his size he'll uh he'll climb up into the first round, so mm-hmm. you know we uh it, what that's the great thing about this tournament is that there's kids like that that you identify and you make sure that you keep an eye on and uh exactly i mean finishing top three and scoring
0: that that doesn't hurt him at all for sure <laughs> no no for sure Another guy, too, on, uh, on the U.S. team that I noticed was Will Zellers. Again, high points, right? But uh, a lot of penalty trouble I noticed was <laughs> his guy was always in the penalty box. Maybe a few defensive fo- woes as well. But where do you situate Will Zellers? Where is he in your ranking?
1: So you only want to talk about guys that did I, weren't on my list or what?
0: <laughs> for now, for now.
1: Okay, all right cuz we you know we, we don't have 3 hours here. So <laughs> Uh yeah, no, I like Zellers too actually. And um I uh I sent, you know, guys that I to my NHL scouting friends, I sent uh I sent his name to a few of them and said do you you know, do you see him as a top 40 guy? Cuz I'm like you, he impressed me mm-hmm. and I thought maybe he's a top 40 and none of them I sent five or six guys that I thought were on the bubble uh, as top forty guys, and he was one of them. And none of them said that they thought he was top forty. So I didn't leave. I, I mean, I take into account there. You know, they're at the games live, right? And they're getting paid the big bucks to do this. So I, uh, I put a lot of uh, stock into into their opinions. But if I don't have him in my top forty, certainly he's going to be forty to fifty because I, I would like you i was impressed um he uh he was always noticeable yeah he scored uh scored some big goals um plays with a bit of an edge size size is decent um he's a he's a guy that like you i uh i i think had a good tournament and i'm gonna keep a really close eye on this year
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah for sure um now we're going to get into your list now because Trevor Connolly, <laughs> Trevor Connolly rose up at, at, like a rocket. Um, you know, he, he was just of every situation. He was noticeable every single shift. Now you, yeah. you, you found some interesting things about, about Connolly, but I think we should clear that up right now. Right. Cause it's nothing to be too concerned about. Right.
1: Well, I mean, teams are concerned about it, but, uh, um, you know, uh, he's going to have to keep his nose clean. That's for sure. Much like Logan Mayu since his incident, you know, although not at, you know, not at the same level, but, uh, he did a stupid thing when he was like just turning 16. He, mm-hmm. a, a teammate, uh, um, who, who is actually Jewish, which made it kind of even odder, uh, fashion, some sort of a homemade swastika in front of him out of some stuff. And, uh, and post in front of it, and and um, Connolly took a picture of it, uh, and said something, and posted it on his Instagram. And they were both trying to be funny, I guess, and mm-hmm. being kids and silly or whatever. But it was, uh, you know, it it, it kind of blew up. And people people got a hold of it and uh, reposted it, and it got out there in social media pretty strong. Even you know he intended it only to go to his own followers, I guess on Instagram but uh, it was taken down pretty quickly and he was told uh, you know why it's not something that you can uh, make light of and make fun of and he um, he's done a lot of stuff since and has been quite contrite about it. He's coaching a an under 14 uh, all black uh, team this summer. Uh, it's, uh, people of color. I forget exactly that, but anyways, he's gotten involved in that. He's done some community service work. He's, uh, he's done, uh, he studied the Holocaust and, and has a lot better idea of what exactly that was all about and that you don't, you don't, uh, uh make fun of, uh, you know, what happened in any regard. No. And I think he's learned his lesson, uh, us hockey did a vetting major vetting, um, before they let him play in the Helenka. make sure that he had done all of the things that he said he'd do. And, uh, Providence college as well as, uh, has committed to him joining the, the team next year. And I talked to, uh, their coach, Nate Lehman, and he's, he's quite satisfied that the kids, uh, you know, he made a mistake and, uh, really is really remorseful about it and has done nothing but uh, attempt to um, rectify that by being a good citizen so you know we we tend to uh, in this cancer cancel culture age we tend to mm. to be a little uh, uh, too quick to pull a trigger on kids but I mean you you can't deny the kid a a, a career based on on a on a I mean if uh every stupid mistake I made when I was fifteen, sixteen got, you know, publicized like that yeah. did I you know, I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now probably. Mm-hmm. So um you know, I think I've I've uh moved on with Logan Mayu and I think that he's done the right things ever since. And I think he should play in the NHL, so I can't think any differently with Connolly, in fact, I think it you know it wasn't wasn't as injurious. No. It didn't harm anybody directly like what Logan did. So uh, I think we move on from it, and uh, you know, base. Uh, obviously, teams are going to really do their vetting. They're going to talk to every teammate and every you know what's the kid like, and uh, and get get as much character and interview him a pile and stuff. But I think. I think teams are going to be, uh, well, he's a top 10 talent and he'll probably end up going top 10
0: in the draft. I, I completely agree. I mean, you look at the player, the hockey player himself. Um, you know, I, I apparently some people had him outside of the first round before this tournament, and now looking at what he can do climbs up into the top 10 discussion. <laughs> and before we get into your top 10, Grant, uh, your early top 10 because <laughs> the draft is so far away. I have one more player from the tournament that we both really liked was Emil Hemming from Finland. I thought was fantastic. You had him in your list as well. Uh, talk to me a bit about that guy. What can he become later on?
1: Well, I loved him going into the tournament and actually yeah. uh, NHL scouts that I talked to were a little disappointed and it, I mean he's close to the top ten for me mm-hmm. um I guess he had some good games and bad games was was how it was described to me, but certainly there were there was good and um he he's certainly in the mix for the for the top ten you know right now I've got him uh ten to fifteen
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um going in he he was highly touted and he was the guy that uh actually maybe dropped a little bit because of the feedback i've got from nhl scouts but i don't think he hurt he hurt his stock too much he he produced um you you saw the flashes you see the the tools that make him a a good nhl prospect and uh i'll be keeping a close eye on him this year for sure
0: that's a, a name to remember so without further ado you have prepared for us a top 10 an early top 10 and we actually have a the graphics that we can pull up here uh, for our visual viewers. So here it is, Grant's early top 10. Let's break it down, Grant. What Lay into this. this.
1: Yeah, well, as you can see, there weren't that many guys that uh, played in the, uh, you know, there's quite a few that weren't at the Holinka. So if if you left the, like one scout was saying to me, it looks like a disappointing draft class, but, it, it, you know, if you, if you ignore the guys that weren't there, sure. But, uh, I mean, I don't think it's a great draft class, but certainly there's some names on there that, uh, that are pretty impressive. You know, yep. Celebrini is the obvious kid that, uh, um, you know, uh, had his breakthrough, um, as far as, as the general public goes at the, um, uh, at the U 18s last spring. Um, he's going to Boston. You going to play with, mm-hmm. uh, going to play with Lane Hudson this year which won't hurt his draft stock either i mean, they're going to be a dynamic duo to watch this year and uh i suspect he'll put up really you know point totals similar to what Fantilli did last year mm-hmm. and uh and he'll be i mean he's uh what i like about him uh, quite a bit and i know i i, I sent you guys a, a clip or two on him uh uh just his um um competitive edge and you know he he back checks with authority he has a great motor he mm-hmm. finishes checks he's uh he, he's got an all-around game in addition to being high-end uh, skill and smart so as far as I'm concerned he's he's the whole package and um and I'm really looking forward to watching him and Lane light it up this year at Boston U.
0: Completely agree. Um, we look at the defenseman, right? Like this has been touted as a defenseman heavy draft. And con- contrary to last year's draft, right? This most recent one where the general consensus was that Ryan Backer was the best defenseman available. This year, it's a bit all, all over the place, right? Some people think it's Adam Yerchek. Some people think it's Aaron Kiviharju, who's not even in your top 10. You have Sam Dickinson at number four why is that
1: yeah uh well i mean he he he's an all round uh defender uh mm. he he played twenty minutes a game in in london as a sixteen year old which is unheard of you know even john carlson was didn't log that kind of ice time uh very poised very smart um didn't have i i don't think a stellar stellar uh Halenka, but all the scouts love him and um, he um, he's got great. Well, here, here's a, here he is uh, just showing his speed. You know, there's an example of, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a six, three kid with, with wheels like that. That's a great defender. It's got some offense. Uh, he, uh, you know, Warren a um, good leadership qualities. He's going to be London's go-to guy with may on this year and yeah. uh, and be um, be a 25 to 30-minute defenseman in London. And scouts also love the fact that uh, a kid like that is going to be tutored by, you know, Dale Hunter over the next two years and only get better and smarter. It, you know, they're a prospect factory in London, and uh, yeah. that doesn't hurt his draft stock either.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. Now, a name that's... Interesting and could be concerning to some people is Ivan Demidov, right? Obviously, Russian plays for the same team as Matvey Michkov. Yeah. I am i don't know if he has committed to a team like Michkov has. Can you clarify that? Like, did he uh, did he sign a contract with the team yet?
1: I have no idea. Okay. okay. So, uh, you know, that concern I mean, is
0: not uh, quite there, but the well, talent level, uh, though
1: you look at boot and uh, all these guys are yeah. signed for years and it didn't matter. You know, they got picked high, high in the draft. You know, you're, you draft guys for two or three years down the road. Typically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. um, I'm not sure of his contract status, but he's better than Meechkov as far as I'm concerned. He's uh, he's um, and I talked to a scout uh, that's uh, connected to, to Russia that told me he's the real one, you know, wow. great kid, uh, bigger, uh, better, um, way better all around player. Look at that shot. <sighs> oh, <laughs> no, he's, uh, he's something and he's got it like a terrific shot. He, he just the style of play. He's not as big as Kovalev, but mm-hmm. he does remind me a bit of Alexei Kovalev, you know, um, Montreal, Montreal fans wanted uh, them to take take a winger this past year, but I tell you, if they get a chance to to draft that kid, they'll uh get, get over that in a in a hurry, uh wishing a yeah. good <laughs> Because he's uh, he's uh, he's just a fantastic prospect. I mm-hmm. uh, him and Eisenman basically I ha- you know, you could flip them one way or the other right now yeah. for me. Uh every bit as skilled as Celebrini, I think, too, just Celebrini's the center, you know. And mm-hmm. if, if you got equal skill, equal talent, or close to it, you give the edge to the centerman. But he's top of the draft for me as far as uh, as upside goes.
0: Yeah, and, and like you you mentioned Cole Isman there. Um, a lot of people, you know, intercheck, intergenge, interchange. Sorry, the top three, right? Some people have Demidov number one. Some people have Iserman number one. Most people have Cele- Celebrini number one, but this draft is completely different from this most recent draft where Connor Bedard was like eons ahead of everyone else. This one's right. closer, right? You can't really predict quite yet who's going to go first. Closer to the draft, probably have a pretty good idea. But uh, what could make Cole Zimmerman shoot up and potentially go first? Do you think?
1: Yeah. Well, I think he had nine goals at the uh, at the. Uh under eighteens last year as an underage. Uh you know, keeps making shots like that. <laughs> he's uh like that was a uh oh and there's Cole Hudson feeding them. Yeah. He's got a terrific one timer and uh he's a goal scorer. Now I think he had forty some last year with the under seventeens. If he can mm. if he can put up goal goal numbers close to uh a certain Cole that plays for the Montreal Canadiens in his, <laughs> in his draft year. He, he, you know, there's no doubt that he'll be in the, in the hunt for first overall. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that, that all three of those guys are, are, are certainly in the mix and uh, who knows, like Connelly, um, mm-hmm. uh, Dickinson, Catton, Juracek, you know, all of these kids are, are, are really good prospects and I don't think. It, it is one of those drafts where it's not, there's not a consensus number one guy. And yeah. that, that excites me because uh, you, you like to have that intrigue uh, throughout the year, if possible.
0: Exactly. I mean, with the Slavkovsky draft, we didn't know until the pick was made, right? So that that's a lot of fun, a lot of intrigue. Um, You know, memory is still fresh, right? We remember this, this most recent draft, there was a massive riser by the name of... Uh, Simashev, who went to Arizona at number six. Who do you think could potentially be this year's Simashev? Is there a guy that could just shoot up out of nowhere? You're like, whoa, <laughs> didn't, didn't expect that one.
1: Well, I mean, it's August, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ask me that question in uh, March, you know. Fair enough. I mean, Fair Weissman, enough. I don't know. Is I've got him higher than I think a lot of people. I've got him... I've got Vaisen in ahead of uh ahead of Kiva Harvey at this point and I realize that that's not uh that's not the popular opinion but uh and that that can change. I mean, if Kiva Harvey plays in the uh liga this year and and shows that he can defend against pros uh at that age with his uh with his puck skills and and feet and, and mobility, you know. He, he could even be in the mix for first overall. It's just, it, it's always neat that uh, uh, when there's not a consensus guy at, at first yeah. overall where, you know, there's even, there's a possibility there's a guy that's not even in my top 10 right now that ends up being the first guy. So that's pretty cool. Wow. Uh, remi- Weissenden reminds me a little bit of uh, Miro Heiskinen. Now there's a guy that a lot of, uh, Independent scouts in particular did not have in the top 20 right up until March, April of his draft year. And he ended up going, you know, uh, pretty high uh, top three. So yeah. um, heck of a, I see a lot of comparisons between the two. Uh, he's not quite as big as Hyskinen, but just a beautiful skater, uh two-way defenseman. Makes great outlet passes, steady, uh, better defender than Haryu, and that's why I have him ahead. Uh, and put up good stats in in yeah. in Finnish junior. I looked at uh, Heiskanen's stats as a as a sixteen year old playing in the uh, in Finnish junior, and actually, Weissenen had better stats. So at that age, he showed more offensive potential if he if he uh if he grows another wrench um and keeps playing the way it's unfortunately he broke his f- uh foot before the uh Helenka gretzky or or we i think we'd all be talking about how good this kid is uh wow. flying a little bit under the radar because he missed the event but uh he's kind of my you know if, if you ask me for a sleeper or a yeah. pet prospect in the top ten right now would be that kid and i hope uh I hope he keeps showing what I saw in the uh, in the games that I scouted on him last year.
0: Jeez, exciting comparison there. Miro Heiskanen is no chump this guy can play. Um, <laughs> before we move on into our weekly segment, risers and fallers, I want to touch on goalies real quick. Uh, no goalies in your top 10, which is normal. There usually isn't. But there's three goalies at this tournament that quite impressed me from the 2024 Draft class. Uh Carter George from Canada. Um Caleb Heil from the US and Herman Liv from Sweden. Uh is one of those three like your top goalie? Who is I mean who is your top goalie for this draft?
1: At this point, gonna be quite honest with you, I haven't even I haven't even scouted the, the goalies. Uh <laughs> I don't typically uh scout them a whole he- heck mm-hmm. of a lot because I don't really know what you know that's one area the, of expertise that I I rely heavily on my uh on my friends in the scouting industry that, that scout in the NHL to uh uh to give me feedback on that. Um Carter George is five eleven so right off the bat he's not going in the top three rounds almost guaranteed. Yeah. He could have stood on his head and had a shutout every game and it wouldn't matter. Uh yeah, he looked good, but he's five eleven, and it, it, unfortunately, that's just the reality of it. That uh, mm-hmm. it's like a you know a NFL quarterback, you know, could win the Heisman and uh, go fourteen and 0, twelve and zero on the season, and if he's five ten, five eleven, he's not going. It's not going in the first two rounds, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but a nice looking mid round prospect, I guess you could say. Uh, Heil had that one. I thought he started out well, and then, you know, let in, got pulled in the in the big game. Uh, was it against Canada that he got pulled? Um. Anyways, he he uh, hot and cold, like a lot of like a lot of goalie prospects. Uh, none of them are huge, I don't think, and that always that always hurts. Um. I don't think there's any first round goalies uh, in this draft class it looks like a weaker overall class than last year Mm -hmm. but that's that's with me there's so many skaters to look at at the Helenka that I uh, I really um, I really concentrate on them and then during the season as goalies get identified like I I rely on central scouting helping me out on that you know that's part of their job to to identify players to watch, then I'll have a look at goalies more closely as the season goes along. But in these all-star tournaments where there's so many prospects to look at, uh, the last thing, honestly, that I get, uh, that I pay attention to, unless, you know, it's a Wallstead or a, or a Askarov that just, mm-hmm. you know, blows you away, uh, the last thing I, I I scout are the goalies. So, uh yeah. Why don't you send me your notes on those guys and I'll and I'll take them into a I'll take them into good. account because it sounds like you uh you 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 spent a little more time on them than I did.
0: Not particularly. I mean, they, they stood out, right? But I I like talking goalies. I'm I, I wasn't a goalie myself. I was a defenseman, <laughs> but um okay. I think goalie prospects are always interesting because you get steals, right? You know, like guys like Vasilevsky goes far. You know, Hellebuck goes far. Like th- these guys Absolutely. in redrafts usually go into the top five. So. That's why I like to talk goalies, goalie prospects, they're always interesting. But yep. you're right, this tournament didn't really show like ex- excellent goaltending, right? These are the three guys that m- most stood out to me, uh, but can't really say that they are like first round level talent. And huh. what what you mentioned in size too. I mean, the only smaller goalie I can think of right now that is elite is UC Saros, who is like 5'10, 5'11, I think. Yeah. Uh, otherwise yeah. Like you said, like these guys are monsters. They need to be huge. So that's another big factor to take into consideration. Uh, before we move on to into your segment, did you have anything else to add about uh, your list, the tournament, all that?
1: No. They, I think you covered it all. Great job.
0: Let's do it then. Risers, fallers, and prospect of the week. Lay it on us, Grant. Who is it?
1: Uh, you want the prospect of the week first or...? your call. Okay, well you S- said, your he segment it, baby. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, we'll start with the riser. We'll do riser faller top prospect, I guess would yep. be uh um for me, Caden Lindstrom was the was the guy. Um mm-hmm. he uh he can he, uh, I you just love the whole package with the kid. Play center, um two way Good forechecker, excellent skater, uh, hits with authority. Um, made some really, uh, I thought, smart plays and passes throughout the tournament. Didn't put up a lot of points, but that's okay. I uh, wasn't asked to play uh, an offensive role per se. Um, great on the cycle. That 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 was a heavy line that that he played with on, and they they created havoc I thought throughout the tournament, but uh, six, four center with his size and mobility uh, scored just a wonderful goal there that uh, I'd, I'd like to see. Hopefully do we have the clip of that? Uh, yeah. Now this was when the checks, the checks were up one, nothing right. And Canada wasn't yeah. doing anything really. And that, that, I was just such a key goal and nice hands, you know, yeah. uh,
0: Good control. That
1: that, uh, he scored 19 goals uh, as a 16 year old, uh, which is, it's pretty impressive. I was looking at, you know, uh, Nate Danielson, who went top 10, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a center from the WHL. What did he look like in his uh, underage year? He scored 23, I believe that, just a few more goals than than uh this kid did uh and he's six one lidstrom's six four. Listrom's got more of an edge and, and a better skater um and Danielson was a late birthday hmm. well lidstrom uh you know is not so I mean teams are always coveting that big center that with top two center upside and it, I'll really be keeping a clo- close eye on this kid because if he he had 42 points last year if he hits 70 plus with with all of the tools that he has in his toolbox there I think he'll be a slam dunk top 10 guy and he might even uh he might even be a top five prospect wow
0: wow uh, well, but, I saw that he he made your top 10 list that you well, made yeah. right? Yeah. i
1: mean it's early but uh the and and i you know i asked some n h l scouts if they were seeing the same thing as me, and they said well he certainly you know the the package is there if he puts it all together this year, so be keeping a really close eye on him, i think he's one of the one of the kids that has the potential to be a top three pick in the draft if he if everything comes together this year for him, so he's exciting wow. um wow faller mm-hmm. it's um that
0: sorry what did did i send you the yeah the list yeah on that? you said you said uh alexander zetterberg
1: yeah well he was pretty highly touted there was another kid i was thinking of but um i think there'll be some weeks when uh i have a riser and faller that necessarily it, it didn't have much to do with the the week that they played um because I'll be scouting these guys on video as I go mm-hmm. along. The Lev Shunov kid, I just, I want to mention him. I've seen a lot of lists where he's top five, and uh, he'd be the other guy that, based on what I, you know, the video that I that I uh, watched on him in the past week, trying to formulate my top 10, um, there's a lot of questions with his defense defense. Uh, He gets caught up ice a lot. He's not, he doesn't read the play very well and and it tends to be a bit of a rover. Um, Mm. Also not sure about his pivots and his skating overall, but certainly uh, 42 points, I think, as an underage in the USHL, 6'2", right defenseman. I get it why a lot of people tout him. If you look just at the strictly at the numbers, they're you know uh, six two got the size got the points got the power play so but I, I mean I'm old school when it comes to the defenseman you got to be able to defend you know mm-hmm. if you're gonna play tw- twenty minutes uh, even strength uh, you gotta you have to uh, be able to take care of your own end and I've got concerns with him so I put him at the end of my top ten which makes him a faller uh, mm-hmm. but. I thought I'd, you know, i better go with somebody that was at the tournament itself. And uh Zetterberg didn't look too bad in the first game, I thought, but didn't accomplish a heck of a lot after that. He was kind of invisible. Um mm-hmm. for a for a smaller kid that uh is gonna have to um uh convince scouts that he'll go to the inside and compete and uh you know um I mean when you're when you're his size, you have to show uh competitiveness and uh not not play a perimeter game, or you're just you're never gonna make a top six role in the n h l and I can't say that I necessarily saw that from him in the tournament he uh he was on the outside a lot, didn't produce like I'd hoped either all things considered, because he he put up really good point totals last year for for his age, and you see him top 10, top 20 on a lot of lists, and for me, at this point at least, he didn't look like a first-round guy, so uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's a faller, and um, you know, he'll have all year to change my mind on that, so that's certainly not etched in stone by any means, but uh, I was disappointed with his with his Halenka overall.
0: Fair enough. And prospect of the week, uh, guy we've talked about already, but right. worth talking about again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, uh, captain of the gold medal winning team of the uh, at the Halenka, you know, yeah. Berkeley Caton, um, put up the points, uh, scored big goals. Like uh, he's got a great shot, as you see in these clips. Um, this one I like where he, uh, you know, oh, he dangled and showed, showed his, uh, you know, he's got great feet, great edges and, uh, great finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he played an all round game. He's a quick twitch muscle kid. You know, he's really quick. And, uh, I mean, there, there, there's four beautiful goals that he scored at the, at the flanker right there. Um, you, you can't. You got to give it to him. He's the, for as far as I'm concerned, he's the hands down the uh, top prospect performer of the week.
0: Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that. Brad, before we wrap up, anything else you need to touch on?
1: Absolutely not. Uh,
0: fantastic. Then great job, that
1: producer producer Shane, for your yes. first. Uh, where'd you? How'd you get that? name you got a lot of offspring or why do they call you producer? <laughs> yeah.
0: none as i as far as i know hopefully not but okay. uh no I, I i usually produce tony Marinaro's show of now, course i am in front of the camera instead so uh I, i'm still a producer shane you could call me shane you could call me whatever you want as long as it's nice uh, i'll take it but uh grant thank you i mean first episode in the books thank you for watching tune in next week cuz we're back. We're talking prospects again. All right. Don't miss it. See you then. Thanks. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Recruits Draftcast on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play and Apple Podcast.